Welcome to the Chicana Motherwork Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our show. We are a collective of Chicana, PhD, mother scholars, artists, and activists. We created Chicana Motherwork to amplify the lived experiences of mothers of color within and outside academia. Together, as the Chicana Motherwork Collective, we theorize, write, organize, mother, and create spaces for communal healing and care out of our shared belief that the labor of mothering is a transformative act. Porque sin madres no hay revolución. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is the Hecali. Uh, welcome to the Chicana Mother Network. Uh, we're here at the Achucha Centro Cultural. We are an arts cultural based spa uh, space here in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, our mission here is to transform lives in the Northeast San Fernando Valley through ancestral knowledge, arts, literacy, and creative engagement. Uh, so with that, we do different programming here. Throughout the week, uh, we have an open mic night, uh, writing circles, uh, danza, mexica, dance group here. Uh, we do programming again, uh, classes for the community and music and arts, uh, all arts related. And we're actually the only bookstore in our area. So uh, that's really important for us in promoting literacy and giving that access to the community. So make sure to follow them at the Achucha Centro and Instagram and Facebook? Yeah. yeah, okay. And then the website is tiachuchas.org. Okay. Um, good morning, everybody. Buenos dias. This is Christine from Chicana Motherwork. We're here recording live from Tiachucha Centro Cultural in the Northeast San Fernando Valley in Silmar. We're really honored to have a really good colega and friend, homie, artista, activista, chef, Chingana, Chicana, Chingona overall. Um, and we'll let her introduce herself in a little bit, but I think we have a little bio we like to read. Um, but before we get started, um, we would like to dedicate this podcast to several people. Um, in the Ometeor, or the balance of things in life, there's been a lot of births. And so we want to congratulate everybody who's gone through their own birth ceremony and birthed their babies and have new babies coming to this awake time. But we also want to honor those who have passed into spirit world and become our ancestors. And so we have a little bit of a little roll call. Um, and we want to honor those who have family members or friends who passed away in the last few weeks and months. I think a lot of us have experienced that loss. Um, so we would like to dedicate this podcast to Antonio Martinez. Um, he was a really huge and powerful and amazing, beautiful spirit who passed away over a month ago in the education field. And, and a lot of the educators and, and homies in the doing social justice education work are really feeling their, his loss. And so we want to honor him, Antonio Martinez Presente. Also, Denise Malinquali, Blessing Bear. A lot of us have lost our auntie. She uh, um, was somebody that also took us under her wing when we were little teenagers, and that includes Melissa, um, who did the opening for Tia Chuchas, and amongst a lot of a lot of young mujeres. Um, so we want to dedicate this to Malinquali Blessing Bear Presente, and to um, one of Michelle's 
uh, close relatives and um, uncles, spirit uncle Larry, who also passed away a couple of days ago. We just want to honor and, and remember him, Larry Presente. All right, this is Yvette. I'm going to be um, offering an introduction to our uh, guest speaker from La Guayaba. So Wendy Centeno is a community chef and mother from Pacoima, California. Her organization, Guayaba Kitchen, aims to provide healthy, accessible meals to members of her community by offering culturally relevant cooking classes and affordable pop-up menus. Chef Wendy currently teaches free cooking classes in the Northeast San Fernando Valley, and she's an instructor for Granada Hills Charter High School Teen Cuisine. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having me, muchachas. So what's up? What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I think we can, we can start with a quick check-in. Right. I think I'd like to hear how everybody's doing. Um, Wendy, if you feel... If you feel, you know, comfortable starting, we can start with you and we can go around. For sure. Yeah, I'm doing actually pretty amazing this morning. Um, I've had a long week. Uh, we had a pop-up this uh, past Friday at Rustica uh, Boutique in San Fernando. So that was really cool to uh, meet a lot of our uh, friends that um, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and all that good stuff. So I'm trying to recover from that. But um, we woke up early this morning and we made chilaquiles for breakfast, which is my son's favorite weekend food. Mm -hmm. And um, we're here now. Thank you, Wendy. Um, I just want to say Wendy's one of my best friends. And yes, yeah, she is my wife. Um, and amongst a lot of other, other folks' wife, she's my first wife. Um, we've been really good friends for 20 years. And... Um, we can talk about our kids later, but it's a really funny story because it's also really related to Yvette and how I met Yvette, and it's a really funny story <laughs> how that happened. But um, I'm doing really good. Um, this is the first time we bring, I think, all the boys, our, meaning our partners. Well, that's if they identify as boys, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm already imposing. Um, and then our babies, they're here at the Achuchas. They're playing in the... Um, the children's corner. Actually, they're taking over the whole space, which is really nice. So you might hear our kids in the background, and it's something we wanted to make sure happened because we're like, it's okay that they're here. Um, we might kick them out if they start crying, though. So <laughs> <laughs> like, take them out. No take them out. No <laughs> Daddy handle. <laughs> Daddy handle. Just the look. Just yeah. to kid all. Um, so it's really cute to have the kids here. Aloncito. Um, yeah, Aloncito's but there's that, right? So Aloncito's the only one that's missing. But it's been a good, um, better week. I think when our auntie passed away, that was a really tough for a lot of us. Um, I think it's just really hard to see each other more. And that was painful. But I think it's it's part of realizing that we're aging and that, you know, that happens and it's that cycle of life. But anyway, and I'm going to start teaching next week. So I'm really excited at Dominguez Hills. I'm really excited to do it. It's basically like intro to ethnic studies. Um, but other, other than that, it's really good to be here. And basically stomping grounds. Aquí está la Judy. Morning, everyone. This is Judy. Um, I got updates. Um, I finally got two J-O-Bs. Um, yes. So I have, I'm teaching at um, UCLA, a, a six-week summer course for um, first-year students. And it's been really nice, crazy, because it's Monday through Friday. 
Um, but it's really good. So far, they haven't gotten tired of me, and <laughs> I enjoy them. And next week, I start at Cal State Fullerton, also teaching for a first-year program. So that's exciting. So I'm going to be um, traffic most of the day. Um, but it's it's taking some time to get used to it with my kids as well. I go from being with them all day, every day, to I hardly see them maybe at nighttime for a bit. So it's the transition is a little hard for us, but... Um, Baby daddy's stepping in, he's cooking for us, and he's also doing like healthy meals for us. He's trying to do the vegan life, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I told him, as long as you cook, we're good. So those are my updates. <laughs> I'm like, we still heard that. Um, uh, this is uh, Ceci. So, um, I've been having, well, this past week has been really hard. Um, I think I'm just helping um, my family go through, um, like, losing the house that they've lived in since 2001 and then going through an eviction process. So I feel really emotional about it. But um, but thank you, Christine. It's just, like, I what you said earlier about, like, things going in cycles or, like, you know, I know long-term things will be okay. But it's just the this period is like really hard. Um, so I'm trying to raise money. <laughs> if anyone is listening and can donate, um, the link is on our Chicana Mother Work uh, Instagram right now. Um, but I think despite that, um, I've still been, you know, uh, writing. I've been doing a lot more creative writing and then also um, dissertating. So um, my plan is to finish this year finally in the spring. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm my son, so I'm just trying to manage all of that. Um, and it's been really, it's been hard. It's, this last week was really hard, but um, I know that I just have to keep walking in my truth. And there's some kind of like family dynamics that are dysfunctional. And um, and so I know I just have to be true to myself and um, do what I think is right and try to help as much as I can or within my boundaries too because um I think it's always a balance like with any relationship or families you know especially if they're dysfunctional like uh having boundaries is a good thing so I'm still trying to figure all of that out so that's my update okay this is Yvette um I'm so sorry Ceci you know that we're here for you and if there's anything we can do let us know um I'm doing okay. Uh, I think things are getting a little bit better. Um, we've just been getting through, um, it's been about two, close to three weeks of all of us being sick in one way or another. Um, Emmy with having um, a wheezing cough, which may or may not be asthma related. Um, Josh is dealing with some cold symptoms and cough symptoms himself. And then I always, I'm always sick. I always have pain. So um, in and out of like stomach flus. But I think we're both doing a little bit, or, or the three of us are doing better. Um, uh, it's also kind of aligned with the end of our summer program. So the summer was actually the most intense um, time for us in, in at my job at the McNair Scholars Program. So there's going to be a lot of change coming up right now. We just finished up three summer programs. We just, we're going to find out whether or not we're going to get federal funding um, pretty soon within the next week or two. So that's a big deal because my job's on the line. And our students' uh, futures are on the line, so I'm kind of just trying to stay hopeful 
trying to be patient as we hear more um, from uh, feds. So we'll see what happens with that. Just trying to like stay positive and see if we can also get some institutional funding. So I guess personally, getting a little better, working on my health, been trying to swim at least once a week, which is a huge deal because I never swam most of my life and I just barely learned. So um, that's been helpful. And that's it. That's my check-in. All right. So um, now we can get into our interview with Wendy. Um, I think Christine should be coming, popping back up. Oh, here she is. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of questions. Um, so I guess uh, there's a lot we were wondering about. Um, so, uh, Christine, I don't know if you wanted to start off with um, asking about uh, Wendy and maybe her history or her family. Yeah, we were just trying to figure out if we should sing the song for those who passed. Oh, okay. Because Kali's here and I don't want her to leave without us offering. You're going to stay? You want to stay? Because <laughs> Wendy told her she's gonna stay. Basically, that's what happened. She's like, "No, you're gonna stay. Please. Come, come with us. Um, we should probably ask her to check in. Oh, you yeah. wanna check in, Hikali? Yay! <laughs> so Hikali and Melissa, it's interchangeable. It's her 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 spirit name is the Hikali. Maybe she can talk about what that means and who are how are you doing, Hikali? Uh. I'm doing well. I'm doing better, you know. Um, took some time, did some self-care. Uh, that's really important. So uh, I think it's been helping. And uh, as far as my my name, Ehekali <laughs> actually is uh, Nahuatl, and it stands for House of the Wind. So I'm very musical. I love to sing. <laughs> I love to play with it. And I love to dance. So... Sort of a representation of that. Awesome. Thank you. And stick around if you want. We can sing a song or do what you got to do, but we would like for you to lead us in that medicine song, unless you want to do it now. Do it. Do you want to do it now? Well, you know, let's do it. I'm just going to clear my mouth of nacho <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you want <laughs> that was a really good crunch. It sounds very clear. You have a really great system, a really great recording system. Yeah, let's do it. And maybe we can t let folks know what this song is and who is it for and why we're singing it. Uh, so I traditionally sing more uh, Nahuatl, Mexica, Native songs, but um, our, our tia, uh, Blessing Bear, Malinkuautli, uh, was part of the uh, bear community, and well, she would teach us some songs here and there. Um, but in this case, uh, we're just uh, we're gonna sing one to honor her um, and honor her memory um, in the best way that I remember this song. <laughs> but it's it's actually I asked another of my tias who was also part of the bear community, and she mentioned that it's like a it's like a song dedicated to Mother Earth, yeah. uh, and you know everything. She provides for us. So you start and I follow, like, in the tradition of of that? Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to pot chop up some words. Feel like just one song? We'll sing one song. One song, girl. Unless you want to end with another one later. We can do, no, we we can can do, do one, another one later. One, 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 one. <laughs> 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 
Okay. okay to cry. <laughs> and I don't missed it. Again. Again. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, thank you, Hekala. You can kick it with us um, instead. So we're going to get started. Uh, Wendy, who are you? Where you come from? Who you represent? 
Tell uh, us about you. All right, all right, all right. Well, I, I'm Wendy um, from Guayaba Kitchen. Um, people call me La Guayaba, but y'all can call me Wendy. First name basis. <laughs> uh, I'm from Pacoima. I've always lived in Pacoima. Um, we moved there when I was three. My parents just paid off their house a few Yay. years ago. So, so we're there. And um, so I'm Guayaba Kitchen. Um, we started, well, I, I've always loved to cook. So I guess we should start from the beginning, huh? I've always loved to cook. Um, my thing has always been, you know, watching my mom and, and my tia um, cooking. Um, they were best friends. Um, so they were always together. And it kind of reminds me of the relationship that I have with my sisters now. We're just like, they're my best friend, you know. Um, so it was always my mom and my tia cooking it up. And I was always there. All the kids were playing and I was like, oh, I'll help you or I want to taste or whatever. So um, I've always loved food. I've always had... Um, a special relationship with food. We have a really big family. Um, so we would get together on the weekends, whether it was like a, a carne asada at my tío Jose's house or like sopitos at my tía Esther's house. So it was always something. It was always like centered around food. Um, and it was something that I've always wanted to do. And so here I am now in my adult life and and I'm doing what I love is, is cooking. I hate washing dishes though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's me. That's 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 what I do. Yeah. And um, I remember when I was in high school, um, when I had really difficult times, I would go to her house, and she's like, "Vente a comer." I'm like, "Okay, you're muy obediente." <laughs> so I got to taste a lot of her family's food, and I think most recently, when I was really feeling down, I go like, I, I, "Wendy doesn't even ask. She already knows that I'm having a hard time." She's like, "Vente a comer." That's the way for her to feed my soul. And so last weekend, I went to her house on Friday and had carne asada. And her family accepts me like I'm just like the niece. Um, and even in in, 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 este, in, este, in Guadalajara, her, her, her dad's mom thinks I'm her nieta. Because <laughs> we went to Mexico together over 10 years ago. And we said that I was her nieta. And she's like, ¿Dónde está? ¿Y cómo está mi nieta? So it's really cute because Wendy's dad's always telling me that you have to go visit my mom. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I think we should go. But I just want to say that her house is and her home and her cooking is a sanctuary. So I don't know if y'all have questions about her foods and stuff like that. And I know Ceci's like, I have questions. <laughs> but, you know, let him rip because Wendy has a lot to share. Yeah. And I'm glad that you bring that up about like a sanctuary because I feel like that's like what we've what we've like unconsciously created, like in our family. Like food has always been very comforting. And I feel like that's like a... Um, it's a lot. It has to do a lot with our culture too, you know. When we get together as like Mexicanos, uh, Chicanos, Latinos, whatever you may identify as, like it's always very food centric. And um, and I know like when I don't have much to offer, but like when I when I know that like my friend is down, I know she was going through some shit. So I'm like, dude, let's just come over and eat, you know, and let's just share each other's energy. So I th I feel like like food has that that power, you know. You don't have to say much. I just got to do is eat. <laughs> feel better <laughs> yeah I'm like let's talk about these jackfruit tacos though let's do it <laughs> what do you have for us here um well I brought some um some jackfruit tinga that I made um uh, for Friday's pop-up um so a lot of the food that we make uh is a uh, vegan vegetarian and I, I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian but I do like to um incorporate uh, more plant-based foods into our diet. So I just try to find new ways to um, recreate old recipes. So I love making tinga, and, you know, tinga traditionally is made with chicken. Um, so I've been, uh, we can cuss, right? 
Because I cuss a lot. <laughs> oh, there's kids here. No, but I've been, I've been, I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to mess around with this recipe for a while. So, um, so yeah, that's what I brought for you ladies is some jackfruit tinga with some um, Peruvian beans and um, some pico de gallo. We use some of our tomatoes that we grow in our backyard. I live right down the street from Tia Chichas, FYI, ladies. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of the stuff is homegrown and just like, Familiar recipe, I mean, familiar uh, sabores, you know? We had somebody say on Friday that this tastes like their grandma's food. And that to me is like the ultimate like goal, you know, for it to taste like your mom made it or something, yeah. Wendy, I have a question. A ver. Um, so it has to do with Guayaba Kitchen, the name. Yeah. So where did Guayaba come from? Why the word Guayaba? Uh, um, well, I grew up going to Mexico every summer. I was like one of those kids that was like last day of school, was like I'm leaving to Mexico. Um, so we were fortunate enough, my mom would work her ass off all the time. So she would take all of us, there was four of us, all of us to Mexico every summer on the airplane. You know, she did not fuck around. And we were there all summer, like two months. Wow. Um, and so my mom is from the Rancho uh, Colomos in Jalisco. And my grandma had like, a, she would cook. Um, she had this stove that you would like put, you know, wood into it, wood burning stove. And, and right outside of her kitchen was a guayaba tree. Mm. So that smell, you know, that the smell of the guayabas, especially like in the morning after rain or something, it was always like really present to me. And so every time I would smell guayabas, I would just like automatically transport to my grandma's kitchen. You know what I mean? So guayabas like to me means, it means home. It means my grandma. It means my family. It means like my childhood, um, watching like different cooking techniques. Um, so even now, like when I smell or taste the guayaba, I'm like, okay, there's my, there's my peeps right there. Yeah, so that so we're Guayaba Kitchen. A lot of people were like, well, so where's the like Guayaba stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but Guayabas are seasonal, so we don't have them all year round, but um, we're lucky enough to have Guayaba trees in our backyard, so we um, freeze them, and we hook it up with like paletas and aguas and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I think Judy has a question. A ver, Judy, está acá. She won't bite. So this is Judy. I was curious. This is my first time coming to Tia Chuchas. Actually, this area, um, I've never been around here, but I was curious to know the, the name Tia Chuchas. Um, where does it come from and all that? Okay. You want to know if Melissa wants to elaborate? Um, I don't work at Tia Chuchas, but uh, I've been, um, <laughs> I know, throwing shade. No, 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 but I have worked here before. So I've been around the Tia Chuchas community since day one, but um, I know Tia Chuchas, well, Tia Chucha, she's an actual Tia. She's Luis Rodriguez Tia. And um, she was that Tia that probably we all have, that um, she doesn't um, follow the norms, you know? She's kind of out there. Everybody thinks like she might be like borderline crazy. Um, so that was La Tia Chucha, you know? She was, um, she was Luisa's Tia and she was super um, creative and, and she encouraged um, Luis and every other, everybody in his family to just be creative and, and be yourself and, and be kooky and just be expressive. So when he um, and, and Trini and everybody got together to open up the, their space, the space, they're like, let's dedicate it to my tia Chucha. And um, so that's where we're at. Right, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and we met um melissa i think i met you at community college but then we all ended up working here at some point yes in this trajectory <laughs> um we've all volunteered here we've all coordinated and organized our programs in the past and i remember my most fond memory of all of us was when they would close the achuchas either after danza um or whatever we were doing and we would just stay in the parking lot and bump our music and just dance and just kick it for like hours i um, until it was like really late um, but it wasn't in this spot specifically. It was the one over there on, um, ¿Qué, ¿cuál es la calle? Glen Oaks and Sayer. Glen Oaks and Hubbard. Glen Oaks and Hubbard? Yeah. Sayer? Sayer? Sayer. Between Sayer and Hubbard. Oh, it's close to your pad. <laughs> and we've all, like, lived around the area. So we all, we were all really close by. We went to community college together um, and things like that. So Tia Chuchas is really important for a lot of people. So thanks for asking that question, Judy. And then uh, this is Yvette's hood too, right? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Yvette, tell us about you and your hood and how, I mean, this hood and how that's important to you. I mean, you're from here. Where are you from, girl? <laughs> San Fernando. Oh, damn. And Silmar. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I went to San Fernando Elementary, San Fernando Middle School, San oh, Fernando okay. High School. Um, um, my mom and dad both met here. They met at... Um, Libreria Mexico. Do y'all remember Libreria yeah. Mexico? Yeah, it's yeah. still there, right? Yeah. Um, my mom was working there, and that's actually, oh, like, cool. at the Libreria, they were selling a lot of candles, and she noticed that. She's like, oh, there's a lot going on here. And it, that was, it was through um, meeting my dad, finding out about those candles, and my mom ended up opening her own little botanica. And so my mom actually huh. has her own business here on San Fernando Road. She lives off of San Fernando Road in Cobalt. So we're here all the time um, in the valley. We're here for tacos, for food, for burritos, for, you know, get-togethers. All the family parties are always mm -hmm. here in the valley. And so I kind of just mostly grew up with a really tight-knit family hanging out in the area. Yeah. Yeah, and thanks for um, hosting us or having us here and Diatruchas and... Um, and I'm from Northern California, so I'm from the East Bay area. So, um, but I think... I always see like online or social media that Tia Chuchos is having events and, you know, they always have, it's like a cultural center for, um, you know, people of color. And it just makes me think of um, also why these spaces are so important, especially, you know, for gentrification or displacement. So um, I'm happy. This is my first time here, like Judy. So I'm, I'm really happy that um, Tia Chuchos offered this space and that we're here and, um, and that this space exists and we have to defend it, you know, so. Yeah, thank you. Do you want to talk about that, Melissa? Like how the fight we had a little bit to keep the Achuchas alive? Um, yes, it's. I mean, it's it's been a it's been a long struggle, you know. But we're resilient, and um, we've actually, you know, been we've been growing a lot over the past couple of years. We have an amazing staff. It's. Uh, it's me. I'm the program director. Then there's Michael Centeno Coyelas. AKA my <laughs> <laughs> He's our development director. Uh, our interim executive director is Trini. Um, and then we also have uh, Myra Saragosa in our bookstore as our bookstore coordinator. So, and all of us are have been connected to Tia Chuchas for 10 plus years. Uh, we're actually celebrating our 16th anniversary this year. And actually last year we had our first major gala. 
that was hosted at La Plaza de Cultura y Artes. And uh, yeah, we decided to continue just doing an annual gala. It's something that um, we didn't didn't have, you know, for, for many years. And it's, I mean, it's definitely an opportunity to help, you know, fund the sustainability of the space. So we're actually having our second annual ga gala on October 7th of this year at La Plaza de Cultura y Artes in case anybody's able to make it and yeah. And so when do you want to talk about um, how long have you been doing your work as La Guayaba and and like what's your hustle like? Yeah, um, so like I said, I've always loved to cook. Um, I think the first thing I ever made was when I was three years old. I tried to pop some popcorn with the um, baso de Tupperware, and I almost <laughs> burned down the kitchen. Uh, but that, that's my earliest like uh, uh, adventure in the kitchen. But I, I, I've been cooking professionally um, since 2010. Um, and it kind of, the way it happened is um, I had a, that the other I mentioned in the beginning, my tested, she became really sick with cancer. And so I started doing a lot of research as far as like uh, food as medicine. Um, so when she was going through her chemotherapy, um, you know, I was cooking, I was making her food, I was, um, you know, juicing for her and doing all kinds of stuff like that. And just finding out how food really does fuck you up. Like if you're, if you're taking, if you're eating the wrong kind of stuff, you know? Um, so when she passed, that really took, um, it really impacted not only uh, my family, but just like me, as far as like the direction in which my life was going. Um, I, like I said, I've always loved to cook, but I was just always very intimidated by, by um, just the process of it, you know, like how, who's gonna wanna come eat my food? Like I'm just like a regular ass person, you know, um, nothing special. Um, but I was like, you know what, I get down. I get fucking down. Um, <laughs> and I think that's what it's about, too. It's like you have to recognize, like, your abilities, you know? So I was like, I know, like, my food tastes good kind of sometimes. So, like, why not share it with other people? And why not, like, um, um, offer healthy alternatives to, like, what we love to eat, you know? Um, so that's kind of, like, what I've been trying to do with, with Wayava Kitchen is um, it's just working in... in with with people that are close to me you know to develop develop recipes but always like i said keep it very very relevant like like would my mom eat this you know like would my would my tío or, or whoever be down to like try this this stuff you know so i, I actually do sit with my mom and um like go over stuff because my mom gets down she worked um like 30 years in las loncheras you know she had her she did her own thing and i remember as a kid like she would come home and she would make like hella chile rellenos or like pupusas and stuff because she would take them to work the next day and stuff. So I sit with her a lot and we just like uh, go over recipes and she actually helps me she, when I have like big events and stuff because um, it's just me. Like I am, like Guayaba Kitchen is a one woman show, you know? Um, so cuando se me ponen los eventos grandes, like I, I reach out to her and she, she helps me out. So I mean, ideally, like I would like for it to continue growing and, and get a staff and, and then just um, keep evolving and see what we turn into, you know? And how has being a mom kind of played into your business plans? Um, well, it's made it, it's, it's, it's definitely really difficult on, on my relationship with my son. Um, just because when I do this stuff, when I'm out cooking and when I'm catering, it's hours and hours 
of work, you know? I mean, lo bueno is that I'm able to, like, cook at home, and he's there, and he knows that mama's working, and so he's he's cool. It, para él es normal, you know? Um, but I could go, like, the whole day sin verlo, you know? So I get home late, and he's probably asleep already or whatever. But I think it's important for him to see, like what I do, you know, what he, to see me cooking, when I put on my apron, when I put on my coat, he's like, okay, mama, mama, she's working, you know, um, where I, we don't have traditional jobs, so like me and my husband kind of laugh because we'll go, like, drop off our son at daycare, and everybody's, like, showing up in, like, a suit and tie, and I'm like, chanclas, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I ain't going to work right now, but, like, um, our schedules are, are very uh, flexible, so we're able to, like, figure out um, you know, what, what, you know, how we're going to divide our time. But I'm really lucky that my, my husband is super supportive. Um, he's a great partner. So he, he really like steps up and he does what has to, you know, be done at home so I can do my thing. And, um, I'm, I'm interested too, you kind of already were talking about this, but, um, I think um, when you talked about um, like learning more recipes or working with your family or remembering things from your childhood, and um, I was looking, it make it makes me think of um, uh, kind of like a cooking philosophy or how that is um, or how you think of it for your cooking. And uh, so you know, from the book "Decolonize Your Diet," um, I think that book has been um, well. It's been important personally for me because. Um, in my family, like my abuelitas, they both passed away, so I wasn't able to learn any cooking or anything. So I feel like um, books like that or like the services you offer is a way for, you know, Chicanos or Latinos or other people to kind of like reclaim that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I that's one of the things that I stumbled upon, too, when I was doing research for, for my tia is a lot of the foods that were out there that were so-called like healthy, you know, for, for cancer patients and stuff, were foods that like she wouldn't normally eat, you know? So she's like, I ain't trying to eat like whatever it was, you know? Um, so that's why I like to, to, to base our foods. Like I said, I, I want them to be culturally relevant, you know? I, I don't want to teach a class and be like, this is how you make a X, Y, Z knowing that the families are not going to go home and they're not going to make it, you know? Um, so, I mean, we've had in our classes, we try to do well, I do stuff that that I know that they're familiar with and they can go home and recreate también. You know, I just had a mom come up to me last week and she's like, I made cashew crema, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and this is just like some señora. So I could just imagine her like getting down in the kitchen, making cashew crema um, or just people like, oh, I made, um, you know, whatever we're making in class, you know, and that feels really good for them to be able to be like, se lo hice a mi esposo y si le gustó, you know? Because that's like the biggest thing. I, my classes, the ones that I teach at the community center are mostly señoras that come with their kids. Um, and so they're looking for stuff to make for their husbands and stuff, you know? So um, it feels really good for them to come back and be like, yeah, they, they really liked it. So um, decolonize your diet. That's a whole like wave that's just starting, you know? So I'm really glad that the book is out and and that people are using it. Um, and yeah, the, the 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 recipes in there are super familiar and super like attainable. So like you could go to like Vallarta or whatever. Shout out to Vallarta too for like carrying organic produce now. Yeah. <laughs> and the tomates are one twenty nine a pound right now. Oh. Organic, so go. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, and so like when I teach my classes, I let the people know like where can you go buy stuff in your community. You know, you don't have to go to Trader Joe's, you don't have to go to Sprouts, you can go to like you know wherever around here. So I'm glad that, that the book is out, and I actually do reference it a lot in in my classes. You know, go check it out, and and I follow a lot of people también on Instagram that are that are on the same wavelength. So we're all, you know, I feel like the, we're all a big community, you know, and we're all kind of connected in, in, in the sense that like we're trying to provide better foods for, for our people. Because, you know, our, our recetas originales, like they're super healthy, you know, really plant based. And and like our people didn't suffer from a lot of the ailments that we that are like super prominent right now. And um, so I feel like um, and just like my own personal journey, like I've been able to heal myself just through through food. So I think that, like, if I can do it, you know, yeah. like, I think I, I think anybody can. And I think one thing that I love about this kind of, like, the food that you do, so I follow you on Instagram, I think I like all of your pictures. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, like, Vegan Money, there's, like, yeah. Malinali Superfoods, mm -hmm. there's, uh, who else, like? All the homies. Uh, Claudia, uh, she does her vegan yeah. food. Uh -huh. um, and who else? Well, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. And, um... Vegancitas. Oh, yeah, Vegancita. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what I love about it, or what I love from, actually, I wrote about this in my dissertation chapter because <laughs> Yvette edited it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in Decolonize Your Diet, the in the introduction, they say something like um, cooking a pot of beans oh. is something that honors our ancestors in yeah. the past and in the future. So I really think about what, uh, Wendy, when you're talking about um, how you're cooking for, like, healing and health and how our foods were, were naturally, uh, nutritious for us. So, um, but then I think of like in the practice that you're doing with like the cooking classes with the senoras, um, it is a shift because, you know, it's like, like my parents are very meat heavy. They're yeah. very dairy heavy. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't start, um, trying to subs make substitutes even for myself until, um, I got with my partner, Hinato, over there. Because <laughs> he's a, well, he's a vegetarian, so oh, we sure. cook. He cooks a lot of vegetarian food, <laughs> yeah. vegan food. Yeah. So, um, but that's when I started. You know, when you start making the substitutions, it's like, oh, this food actually it really is good, and it's yeah. cheap. It's yeah, like cheaper. It, than it's more affordable, and yeah, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, well, si no tiene carne, that's not gonna taste good, you know. But it's like, no, well, si uno que sabe to prepare it, you know, you can you could get down and you can make like really good substitutions. But I think it's 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 really difficult working with the with the older community, because they're already set, you know? Like, no, 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 you know? Um, but it's just about introducing, you know, introducing new ideas and, like, baby steps, you know? So, like, what I tell the people in my class, I'm like, you don't have to eat, like, a vegetarian every day, but let's, let's try to do one day a week, you know? And let's, um, you know, let's change it up to two days. So, and then you have people coming up and be like, oh, no comí carne toda la semana, you know? <laughs> and, y me siento bien, me siento con energía, and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's just about just exposing you know and and um i mean it's been difficult with my mom también um my parents are going like through health issues también pero todo tiene que ver con la comida you know and so poquito a poquito yeah <laughs> everybody's eating right now so están muy calladitas can i ask you for advice i have a 
I have a selfish question. A ver, a ver. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, please. so I have um, a condition called irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, IBS. Um, which, yeah, IBS, which makes it a little difficult for, I have a very complicated relationship with food because yeah. um, a lot of like foods that I actually really love, the flavor, the taste, and are healthy, they actually give me stomach flu symptoms like mm. diarrhea or yeah. I get cramping, things like beans, like cashews, like, you know, healthy foods they make me sick. Mm -hmm. And so it's always uh, a little complicated with my husband and I with figuring out meals for the three of us because <laughs> my kid doesn't have any food allergies ni nada, so he can eat everything, thankfully. <laughs> I've got some things I can't eat. And then my husband has oral allergy syndrome, so he can't eat most raw fruits and vegetables. <laughs> All right, y'all are... <laughs> Y'all are a hot mess over so, there. We are a hot mess. <laughs> I mean, we've got some, you know, some things that we like to cook and yeah. that we know are good for all of us. And then some things that we just cook just for me or just for Emmy, oh, my yeah. son. Uh -huh. um, but I'm wondering, like, what would you recommend? Do you do like tailored um, cooking sessions? When are you going to have your own? your own book come out, a recipe <laughs> so that we can, you know, tailor that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, a disclaimer, I'm not a registered dietitian, so... Oh, ya sé, ya sé. soy doctora, you know. No, but even the registered dietitians. Que saben, huh? I know. No, yeah, I know. That. That's another podcast, ladies. Um, no, but so what What do you What do you eat? What can you eat? What makes you feel good? We eat lots of, like, rice and chicken mm -hmm. and meat and, like, certain veggies, like asparagus and green beans and corn and things like that that we can eat yeah um seasoning like any kinds of seasoning so mm -hmm. we like mix between um, making vietnamese japanese or mexican type of recipes Yummy. yeah so that's kind of what we eat usually yeah. that's safe yeah um do you like cauliflower I can't eat cauliflower, no. so no, no cruciferous veggies, okay. so no broccoli, cauliflower, I can't. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I was going to say cauliflower is the bomb. It it's is like, a bomb. It's, it's underrated. So yummy, especially it's underrated. for soups. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you should try um, roasting some stuff, you know? Oh. Roasting is, is really, like, the, brings out, like, a deeper flavor in your veggies. Um, and I've been really getting into, like, grilling my veggies. También, I just grilled some purple cauliflower not too long ago. Oh man! Oh woman! It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but yeah, I, I would just like I know people try to get really fancy and like create like a thousand different meals, but I, you know, ain't, nobody has time for that. You know, so so I think like the best thing for you is to find like the stuff that you can eat mm -hmm. and just try to experiment different ways that you can change it up you know so me imagino que los caldos te caen muy bien yes so like a veggie soup and keep some of that of that broth so you can add it to your rice or like you know so just to like flavor it up and make it a little different add some stuff to your rice too are you down with like verdolagas or like spinach and stuff yeah that's fine yeah so i like to throw that into my son loves rice so i like to kind of throw that in there sometimes um so I have a three-year-old son, so it's like I have to make something for myself um, and then something for him mm -hmm. because he's super picky. So I don't know <laughs> if you ladies go through that with your kids. But my son is like if there's like any like weird color, he won't eat it. Um, so I just make him kind of the same thing over and over again. <laughs> but he's down with that. So, yeah, just I think just find something that your that your body is like super comfortable with and just experiment like different ways mm -hmm. to prepare it, you know, because um the different ways you, you cook it, te vas a ver diferente, even mm -hmm. if it's the same ingredient, you know? That's true. That's yeah. True. So Thank try you so that. Much, <laughs> yeah, try that. Hit her, hit her up for, um, for those recipes. I know she, something I saw recently that I thought was really important is 
I used to like, I still weren't like using Nor and I don't use it as often, mm. but I saw you made your own and I wanted to talk to you about it and I was going to like harass you that maybe we can <laughs> collectively um, support you where you can make us a batch and then we can share it amongst oh, each yeah, other. Yeah. Oh, but because yeah. it's, you did your own, right? Yeah, we, we do our own like consume mix because um, that was one of the biggest um, ones that a lot of our women use in, in my cooking classes. And it's like, oh, pues, I make this, this, and that, y lecho, North Suiza, mm. whatever. I'm like, no, don't eat that stuff. Like, it's loaded with MSG and, like, sodium and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so we, I say we, even though Vallava Kitchen is just me, but I like to see it, like, as an entity, you know? So we make a, our, our own little mix with um, nutritional yeast and um, powdered um, garlic powder and garlic and onions, you montón de cosas. But, yeah, I'm down. I'll make you guys some. I should have brought some today. And I just use that to substitute like yeah. any, like uh, if you want like that umami flavor, like chickeny saltiness to add to like your food. Um, and that's actually one of the classes that I teach is we make our own spice mixes, um, our spice blends. Um, and so I tell the moms like, don't go out and buy it. Let's, let's just make it, you know? So we make like a, like a mole one. We make like a Mexican food one with like cumin and oregano and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, we do just like a regular, like a, you know, everyday seasoning. Um, and we try to use like a pink Himalayan salt or like Colima rock salt and stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we do that. And so, yeah, I'll hook you ladies up. I'll make, I'll make a batch so you can kind of experiment with it and you can just throw it on anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, you know, some olive oil on your veggies and just throw some of that stuff on it, throw it into the, um, in the oven and you're good to go. I have another question. Sorry, I'm hogging it up. Um, is the there's um there was a reason why we wanted to talk to you specifically in the Northeast San Fernando Valley. You're talking about your teaching classes and you have talleres. You also taught at a are you still teaching at the high school? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can talk about that. But in in Ceci and I were talking about like, oh, we it's important that we go to the valley. And there's a reason why we, we're doing that. And I think a lot of us from the valley. We're trying to like really center like the amazing things that happen here that yeah. oftentimes get kind of like overseen when a lot of things happen in the in Los Angeles, kind of like the east. Yeah. So I just want I just wanted to center that because I think for us it's important. And I don't know if y'all want to talk about that. And like, but yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I mean, I was just at the Caracol Marketplace a few weeks ago. And the people are like, ay, que milagro, que estás acá en Los Angeles, que quien sabe que. I'm like, dude, we're not that far, you know? Like, the valley is not far. And I don't know what people in LA think the valley is, but um, we get down here, too. We have a lot of people that that are are, are, are super conscious about, about um, you know, the movement and, and what we're trying to create and stuff. So um, so this is the place to be. And I love the valley just because it's... Um, it's not so crazy, I guess. Hustle and bustle, although it's getting there. But it's been calmado, especially here in Somar. Um, we're able to have a uh, property um, to grow stuff and to have like chickens and all that stuff, you know. Um, but we're making it happen here, you know. I, I really do encourage people to come out to the valley and like come to Tia Chuchas and, and check us out and see what we gotta do. Um, but I think we have like a bad reputation. I don't know who's from LA. Anybody from LA here that wants us? Talk about the beef. No, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no beef. There's no beef. Yeah, but don't be afraid to come down to the valley because we're making it. We're making it happen out here. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, we're really like getting out there. You know, like may maybe we're a little behind East LA or whatever, but we're getting there and we're doing our thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Melissa. Melissa got something to say. <laughs> She's thinking about it. 
Uh, you know, I just want to say that, well, I live in the Valley, so I love the Valley, <laughs> you know, but I, but I love LA too. You know, I think when I was, um, I lived in LA up until I was five years old and then we moved here to Silmar. But, um, I think being over here, I always had a, fas a fascination with Los Angeles and wanting to be in that mix. And I was in Highland Park for about two years, but, um, I think as I got older, I appreciated the... I guess you could say like the calmness or yeah, like the go. serene yeah, uh -huh. environment, yeah. like being like we have like montañas right next to yes. us. It's and so weird going to L.A. and it's like, where are the mountains at? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everywhere you look, it's like boom, 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 montaña everywhere. Yeah. And, and you know, whenever we want to go to L.A., we just drive and it's it's I mean, it's not something not that big for us. But yes, I, I do encourage, you know, everybody from Los Angeles and whatnot to to come visit us whenever we have um you know, we have some major events and here with the Achuchas and and we got a lot of the other Los Muertos ceremonies too mm -hmm. over here. Uh we got pop ups on Friday too <laughs> at Guayaba Kitchen. At Rustica uh -huh. with Guayaba Kitchen. Yeah. Yep. Stop by the Achuchas yeah. open mic night after. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's things to do in the valley in the Valle, yes. Yeah. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Rustica? Uh, Rustica is a boutique in San Fernando, and it's run by uh, the Osi. She's a badass businesswoman from San Fernando. And so she has her spot with um, really cool clothing, uh, very eccentric. She's got really cool, like, original pieces. Más o menos el estilo de todas muchachas que están aquí. <laughs> she gets down and she's super open to like collaborate and, and work with the community. She always gives like discounts to, you know, to teachers or like community members. And she's, she's always hooking it up. She hooks it up with us too to open up her space and, and we do our pop-ups out of there. Um, and people come by and, and they grab some food and they're hanging out in the store shopping or like they're outside and doing their thing. Just like conviviendo. You know, con, con, con la gente. So this past one that we had on Friday, we got to meet a lot of cool people that that um, that were just friends on Instagram. So that's pretty cool, you know, to like meet and greet everybody and like get everybody's like opinion on the food and stuff. So it seemed like everybody liked it, but quién sabe. <laughs> and I have a question. Um, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but um, I would say for uh, any listeners, um, anyone who's looking for um, swapping out or maybe you teach this in your classes too like what are some easy um things to swap out like meat substitutes or mm -hmm. dairy substitutes mm -hmm. and then you said also for like maybe elders or like senoras mm -hmm. or even little kids mm -hmm. so what like uh, i tried uh one of your paletas at um caracol oh, yeah. no, mm -hmm. like it was hella bomb so oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so i liked it so yeah. um you know you mentioned earlier with like the the uh, nutritional yeast to yeah, make yeah. your own seasoning and yeah. that's really easy like I never had you know only maybe like two years ago I started even did, I didn't know what nutritional yeast was you mm -hmm. know but it's it's amazing it, yeah <laughs> it's, it's really good so yeah. um maybe things that we might not know about or yeah. have access to so like just some easy kinds of things well like I said earlier I love cauliflower and cauliflower is kind of like tofu in the sense that it takes on the flavor of whatever you like mix up in it um, so we like to make like cauliflower ceviche 
And people be like, wow, no tiene, no tiene pescado. I'm like, no, señora, it's cauliflower. Um, so cauliflower is a really good substitute. Um, and it tastes amazing when you uh, bake it off or when you grill it. And it just gets really deep and really nice. And it comes in a lot of different colors. So it's really fun for the kids, too. Um, so that's a great one. I like to use, uh, I've been getting into jackfruit, like I said. Uh, jackfruit has that, like, um, it looks like meat. Um, it looks like pork, actually. Um, and I just cook it down like if I was cooking chicken soup. So I get my jackfruit and I throw tons of, um, of este oregano in it and some onions and, um, como se llama, apio, and just cook it down como si fuera caldo de pollo and, and then just season it up. So that's also a really good substitute. Um, the, the nutritional yeast, um, I don't know where you would normally get it, but I, I found it at, uh, at Sprouts. And there's a sprout here for the, all y'all that are from the valley. There's a sprout in Granada Hills oh, shit. that has it. Girl. <laughs> we can go shopping today. <laughs> it's on Chatsworth, girl. Chatsworth <laughs> and Zelza. Um, it's been there like forever. I don't even know. It's been there a long time. So you could get your nutritional yeast there and then just kind of throw it into anything. You know, it's like one of those wonderful things that are just like, and I just recently got into it también. So I don't know where, what I did before, but it's life right now, nutritional yeast. And yeah, I love, yeah, nutritional yeast, it does have that, like the cashew crema. So you made it for the yeah. jackfruit tacos to yeah, yeah, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah so and that's good. that's a that's a really super easy like substitute for just crema for people that are trying to stay away from dairy products or they're just like, you know, they're not trying to eat all the added, like, saturated fat and stuff, you know. Um, and it's just cashews that are soaked. I like, usually the recipes call for, like, raw cashews, but I, I like to use roasted unsalted because they're, like, a deeper flavor. So I just let them soak for 24 hours, blend them up with some nutritional yeast and some um, fresh garlic and oregano and, and cumin, and you have your crema right there. We need to do a workshop with you. With Let's, do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. With Hanano, too. Yeah. yeah. He, oh yeah, he loves the cooking. jam master back there. Um, we, actually, we were just talking. My, me and my husband. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't make jam, but I'm like, man, if I had a jam company, like that'd be tight. So we're trying to come up with like jam names, like kick out the jam, jam on it, jam on it, jam on it. So hit me. <laughs> yeah, I think he's blushing. He's blushing behind his beard. Yeah, he made some. Uh, he made some fig jam. We're about to get down on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we. Have a where me and Hanato live. We just rent a, a little back house, and we have a bunch of fruit trees. We have like oranges oh, and cool. fig, a fig tree. So we have like hella figs right now. Mm. And then we have, wait, what do we have? Lemons, um, persimmons, yes. aguacate, um, apples. That's beautiful. Um, and I'm forgetting some. And um, so so Hinata made fig jam. So and then that was easy. It was just he just cooked the figs with He's like, it's honey. not just cooking it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, but you can make it vegan yeah, or if you don't cool. want to use honey, but huh? it's just like with chia seeds, mm-hmm. you know, and it and it makes it a little thicker. Yeah. yeah. So without like the pectin and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. He says I'll yes. Bring my own jar to the house. <laughs> BYOJ. And and then he made, so I kind of want to put this on the blog. Then he made the other day amaranth pancakes Yum. with the fig jam. And then we made our own peanut butter, honey peanut butter. That's tight. With more figs on top. Yes. <laughs> it's like figs on figs. Figs gone wild. But um, that was really good. But it's just, I think it's just over time or maybe feeling more comfortable in the kitchen is that 
these foods are easy to make yeah. and they're healthy. Yeah. And it's just about like playing around with recipes and having fun with it, you know, like what do I like to eat? And let me just fuck around and see what I can make, you know, and then just that's what that's where it's at. At the end of the day, after working from eight to five, I'm like, oh yeah, exactly. I don't want to play around. I just no. want something quick and no, easy. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm mad at that. Yeah, because and that that's my situation most of the time during the week, because I'm teaching all day and then I llegar a la casa y cocinar otra vez, como que no se me no se me da no me da ganas. But my husband's been getting down lately. Um, he's come a long way. We've been together for 12 years, and he just started cooking, like, uh, something other than eggs. <laughs> no, but, like, he, he does other things. But what I'm saying is, like, he, he's, he's been really getting into, like, experimenting in the kitchen también. So he, like, super loves, like, Asian food. So just like shout anything. out to the partners, you what should up? get together with oh, my partner. Oh, they yeah. can all cook together. He Dude, loves cooking. Uh, my husband, I, I, I don't know if I'm sharing too much, ladies, but he wants to. He, <laughs> he said he wants to be the Rick Bayless of Chinese food. So, <laughs> so he, he like wants to be the Chinese food guru, you know, but without being Chinese. Y'all know Rick Bayless, right? He's like some gringo that like your go-to Mexican food like guru. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> so we just bought a, a really cool uh, cookbook by Chef uh, Jet uh, Tilla. So he, we've been getting down with that. But yeah, it's all about like meal prepping and meal prepping in the sense like don't make your food like on Monday and then eat the same, like have it and then eat it like on Wednesday or whatever. I'm not down with that because I feel like the food's going to be all seco and like old and stuff. Um, but just like, you know, get everything washed and get it ready to go. So I, um, we try to work it out where he'll make like food once a week. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go out to eat, like, maybe on a Friday. And then the other days, we're just kind of, like, scrambling what, what we can make. And sometimes, like, honestly, like, we'll just have a salad for dinner. And that's fine. También, you know. Something quick, something easy. But, yeah, weekends is mostly when, when we get down when um, I'm not too tired, you mm-hmm. know. So that's when I like to really, like, make something, you know. And, like, make something that's going to take, like, all day to make. Yeah. Kind of mess around with that. And I think we're doing a time check because we're getting close to one hour. We don't, don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, why is Adolfo texting you? <laughs> He's like, I'm so happy. <laughs> Adolfo is our, it's our homie. Like, who's, like, who's texting your wifey? I'm like, who's that? <laughs> Damn. Tell him to not text you. I'll, I'll, I'll respond to him myself. Um, Judy, you want to ask the Chicana question? Because we want to know, just before we close out, we have a couple of like, other questions. There's a um, music in Chicana. Oh. Okay, so we have two last questions. Um, so one of them is, how did you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I know. So tell us about you coming um, to Conscious as a Chicana, mm-hmm. and when did when it when did this happen? Y luego our last one is um, in, in terms of your music. What music influenced you? Well, I'm from like the, um, I'm from like old school, like when we called each other Chicanas, just like that, you know, now it's like Latinx and Chicanx <laughs> and all that, I don't even know. Um, but I, I mean, I was really involved in like Mecha in high school. Uh, we did a lot of fundraising, um, you know, we would sell like nachos after school or whatever. Um, but it wasn't really until we got into college, um, I started getting really super involved in like the Chicano Studies Department and um and just always food centric, you know, we always had like um, fundraisers. So I'm like, hey, I'll make the food, you know, or I'll help somebody make the food. Um, 
so that's how I kind of came into into that. And we started organizing. Christine and I, we, we went to high school together. And then we kind of parted ways after high school. And we didn't see each other year till like years later. I think we even met, met up again at like a Mecha event at Mission College. Yeah, yeah, it was something that I was like preparing for something. And I saw Christine. I was like, oh, shit, it's been a long time. Um, and then we started organizing for like um, anti-war. Like when the war broke out in, in Iraq, we started um, doing a lot of... Um, work around that here in the valley and we would like bus over to like san francisco and go to like marches and stuff um so we were we were we come from that era um so so that's when um i kind of bloomed into like chicanisma and um doing all that um and music i love music i love i always have music on and i think it has a lot to do with like family también we always had like the tv on in the background like i don't know if that happens with y'all but like, it can never be quiet at my mom's house. There's always, like, something going on. Um, so I, I have that. And my husband, he's, like, a very, he's really quiet. And that's how his house is, too. So it's, like, he's working and it's, like, nothing, you know? <laughs> but when, like, I'm cooking or when I'm working, like, I'm turning up the music and I, like, really want it really loud. So right now I'm, um, I'm listening to, oh, sorry, I'm listening to a lot of, like, a tribe called Red. I'm really into them right now, especially when I'm cooking. I'm really into, um, well, The Cure, of course. I love The Cure. <laughs> <laughs> I love them since the 90s. Um, and uh, what else do I listen to? Man, de todo. But I think, like, I get super nostalgic when I listen to, like, um, like Las Elguilleras or, like, um, uh, uh, Los Tigres del Norte, you know, because that's the stuff that, like, my parents listen to. So that's, like, super, like, oh, it really gets to me. Um, I don't know. What do you all listen to? I'm I'm interested. Like, what does everybody have on the playlist? We were just talking. Me and Christine were talking about um, podcasts that we listen to. Yeah. So this is one of them that I subscribe to. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. So it's so when I'm when I'm working, I like to have my. Um, I I usually do a lot of my work at night, like after my son goes to bed. Um, so I just put on my little headphone and like I'm either listening to to music, like just like random stuff on Spotify, trying to find new um, new music. Um, or I'm listening to some kind of podcast, yeah. Yeah. What you like? Yeah, what, what podcast y'all listen to? Ooh, I want to know. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to open up my phone to see what podcast I have. <sighs> yeah, let's all do that, ladies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? There was one time that I think I opened up my phone and I was showing Christine and I was like, don't judge. Ah. <laughs> I feel so naked. <laughs> no, so naked. <laughs> okay. So I have um, stuff mom never told you, Latinos who lunch. Hmm. I have um, brown ambition. It's like two women of color talk about money. Hmm. I have um, Radio Menea. Radio Menea is so much fun. Every time I'm trying to like find out about new music or listen to oh, old okay, music, cool. that one's a lot of fun because it's all about like they bring in the music and then they talk about it, like why it's important or related to different themes. Um, and uh, two dope queens. Yes, like, they're so funny. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, can y'all just be the only ones talking uh, the whole time? Because <laughs> they bring in other comedians. Ikien mas um, code switch. Some stuff on like race in the U.S. Um, 
Death, Sex, Money. Yes, I just started listening to that. Nice. Oh, and of course, I can't not not shout out Anza doing it. I think I'm like their number one fan at this point. Every time there's a new episode, I'm like, let me listen. Get on Stitcher, Anza doing Angelica it. and her horoscopes. I'm like, dang, you know me so well as a Virgo. So funny. As a Virgo Cancer Rising. <laughs> I'm oh like, you know God. me so well. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, she's one of, yeah. Yeah, I, I I just sent them a message see if they can um um offer their stuff on, on Stitcher because I've been trying to to listen to the Ansal doing it podcast. But yeah, two dope queens for sure. For sure, I listen to them whenever it comes out. Um, but also another round. Have you listened to another round? Yeah, I didn't right now, muchachas. But I've been getting really into Ear Hustle. I don't know if you guys heard of Ear Hustle. It's um uh it's produced out of San Quentin uh, Penitentiary. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's su- it's it. super good. I listened to all of it, all all the episodes in a day. It's really good. The the episodes are only like thirty minutes, um, but it's super good. So they talk about like prison life, and and it's produced by dudes from prison, and so it's super cool. That one I've been getting into Toasted Sister podcast too. It's um Native American foods. Yeah, that one's pretty tight too. Um, Nancy is a really good one. It's like LGBTQ community. Um, so just I just listen to a bunch of random stuff. But um, the Splendid Table is really good too. I don't know if you guys are into. Uh, um, it's about food. It's about food and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the Splendid Table. Yeah, there's another one that's kind of sad to listen to, but it's called Terrible. Thanks for asking. Um, I don't listen to that one too much because then it like totally makes me sad sometimes. But um, it's this lady, it's this woman that talks about um, her experience after her husband died and how people ask ask her, like, oh, how are you doing? You know, and usually people are like, oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. She's like, I'm actually kind of fucked up, you know, not doing well. So she talks about a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's pretty good. There was, um, I know there's Fair of the Free Child, which is, like, probably one of the most, like, uh, radical black and brown hmm. as fuck <laughs> kind of podcasts. <laughs> So they have, she produces like a ton, like she has so many, I haven't, I've only listened to a couple, but she has a lot on her, um, on her site. So Fair of the Free Child. And then she's uh, the woman who makes it. It's, she's all about um, unschooling and de-schooling and Hmm. um, educating children of color outside of, you know, traditional public schools and, you know, what that means. And um, I think she had a question on her Instagram one time where it's just like, it was something like, how do we as parents, um, how are we also implicated in oppressing our children? Hmm. I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think they're good questions. And she does like workshops and stuff. I, didn't, I haven't done the workshops or anything, but um, she has a lot of good stuff. And then I'm trying to think of the name of this other podcast. It's like Two Black Vegetarian Women. Hmm. And I can't remember the name of their podcast. Something Kitchen. I don't know. I'll, I'll post it later. Cool. Um, I just I just started getting into listening to podcasts. Well, now because I'm stuck in traffic, so I'm like, oh, I'm done with the radio. Um, so of course I do. Until doing it, they're really funny. They make me laugh. Um, but I've always been R and B girl. That's those are my gems all the time. Cooking, cleaning. That's all I do. Working out. Everybody's like, they're too slow. I'm like, no. Like, I'm like working out and now romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but those are my gems. <laughs> That's all. 
that's my husband too. Like uh, we share a car, so like I get into my car and it's like ice cube or I don't know what's going on there all the time. Sin falta. Oh I'm like, God. oh my gosh, R and B for life. <laughs> like '90s hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> I think mainly for me is um, I'm still doing it and just um, cual otra. They, I just added all the ones that like Wendy recommended. But yeah, just just ditto to everybody's podcast recommendations. Um, okay, so I think we're gonna close out. I don't know. If there's anything else you want to share, Wendy? Anything else anybody wants to ask? No. How can people follow you um, and maybe hire you for catering and all that? Yeah, for sure. We we do um we do catering. So I have my so my job is like you know I teach, I do contracted work with non nonprofits. So so I'm teaching during the week, but I also like to um to uh, do a lot of catering gigs. And so if you ever need like something different, something healthy, something, you know, diferente, um, hit us up. Um, we're at whyhavekitchen at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's where I'm most active on Instagram. Um, so at whyhavekitchen, um, you can send us a DM if you have any questions about like the recipes or the food or where we're going to be next and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, just uh, shoot me an email or a DM at whyhavekitchen. Share one song that we, we can play that you want us to play as we edit our podcast. Uh, yeah, you want me to send it to you, or you want me? Say and we can finish. Uh, it's que no me sé el nombre. No me sé cómo se llama la canción. Um, no, but I'm gonna send you some stuff that we use for like um, when we do uh, videos for uh, on um, YouTube. Okay. So yeah, we have a few songs that we like to kind of connect with. Hey, Kali, do you want to sing one song to close out? Which one do you want to sing? Which one do I want to sing? A Cure song? I don't know. <laughs> you sing <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Something about the one Antes de Pedir Los Muertos, but I'm not sure. I don't have it memorized it. Do you want to sing it and I'll follow as much as I can? Yeah. And then give us the context behind it. Okay. Actually, I do have it. Do you have I wrote it, it out. Yeah. Well, I text She does. Wow. <laughs> oh, you want to do shout outs right now? Are we doing that first? Or no? We can do shout outs right now and then close out. Did we shout out the uh, baby daddies already? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to baby daddies. So they're here holding it down. They're uh, watching the kids while we're doing our thing. My man is at home, hopefully washing the dishes. <laughs> Pero quien sabe. <laughs> shout outs to the, the baby daddies. They all got a shout out. Okay, dad, Alfredo. Yeah, where are they? they Freddie, where are you? I don't know where Fredo went. I wanted the kids to say hi. There is somewhere. Come here, guys. Come. Where are all the friends at? Come. We want you to say hi on the radio. Where's Hanitio? Let me go look at Oh, it's gone with the wind. They're like, bye. I told her where it comes that I know what to wear. I know just what to wear. Yeah, she'd be looking good. Say hi. Right here, Hi, my name. One of Judy's three. 
Actually, I recently, um, I've had it for a while, but I didn't actually, um, you know, take the time to learn it yet. So I, I didn't really sing it. And then as soon as Buzz um, Malinguautli, Blessing Bear, passed away, um, it was a perfect song. And <clears throat> as our tia Rio Siwayakuika from San Jose, um, she's the one that passed it, uh, passed it on. Um, also, um, shout out to Malinali, who I believe is the one who shared it with her. And it's um it's a song to pues despedir a nuestros a nuestros muertos um our traditions uh and uh the Mexica ways are you know that uh once somebody goes through that um transformation uh, we always talks about it being our 13th ceremony that our mm -hmm. first ceremony is our birth and our 13th ceremony is our transformation and our road to Mictlan so there's like nueve niveles to Mictlan and there's a uh, part of helping our loved ones get to where they need to go is um, is continuing to sing songs for them, which is what the song um, represents. It's it's, um, you know, a representation of us singing from our heart and offering them flowers, offering them songs um, for them to get to where it is that they need to need to get to. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think the song is I'm not sure if it has an actual name but uh it actually goes to uh the beat of uh la bruja that's kind of like a son jarocho song but um i'm not sure that they're in any way related it just really has the uh, the melody to it so you ready should we as you? much as i'm gonna be aquí están los lyrics Kino clama tino yolo, pamparin cuicarin xochi, pamparin casin cuicat. Kino clama tino yolo quema, xoxo panteno e noteo, huehuetitlal no anemi. Kino clamati no yolo, pamparin cuicarin xochi quema, iniquac ni miki sinil wicania, in xochirin cuica neon paniquia, iniquac ni miki sinil wicania, in xochirin cuica neon paniquia. Kino clamati no yolo, pamparin cuicarin xochi, pamparin casin cuican. Kino clamati no yolo quema, xoxo panteno e noteo, huehuetitlano anemi. Kino clamati no yolo, 
pam panin quicarin shochi kema iniquak ni miki sinil wikania in shochi rin quica neon panikia iniquak ni miki sinil wikania in shochi rin quica neon panikia Kino clamatino yolo Pampani quicarin shoshi Pampani casin quica Kino clamatino yolo quema Shosho panteno inoteo Wewetitlal no anemi Kino clamatino yolo Pampanin quicarin shoshi quema Ni quac ni miki siril wicania in shoshi rin quica neon panikia Ni quac ni miki siril wicania in shoshi rin quica neon panikia Kino clamatino yolo, pampanin quicarin shochi, pampanin casin quicar. Kino clamatino yolo quema, shosho panteno inoteo, huehuetitlano anemi. Kino clamatino yolo, pampanin quicarin shochi quema, iniquac ni miki sinil wicania, in shochi rin quica neon panikia, iniquac ni miki sinil wicania, in shochi rin quica neon panikia. Hey, feeling guayaba? <laughs> thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. much.